Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hey there and welcome to today's episode of Tea and Chat. I hope you are all doing really, really well on the second week of November. Today, as I mentioned previously, we're going to have the first special guest here on TN Chat. And boy, let me tell you that I am so excited. Um, I've been waiting for a while to get a guest here and this is the first season and the first time that we're going to have people and you're going to hear someone other than myself speaking. So hopefully you are as excited as I am. Um, I have already told you if you heard the first episode I already said who the special guest is going to be the second week of every month I will have a special guest who will either be a friend or a family member so you get to hear a variety of accents uh, maybe Canadian it may be British it may be from somewhere else but today the special guest is someone who is at least very special to me and his name is Adam Adam is my fiancé and he will be, of course, the father of my child. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, let me introduce him. Let me uh, let him speak for himself and even introduce himself. So, hello, Adam. How are you doing today? Hi, Rebecca. I'm doing okay. Uh, how about you? I'm good. Are you excited to be on that podcast today? Yes, I'm very excited. Maybe, like I said, you could start by introducing yourself. So just tell us a bit about you and who you are, where you're from. Well, I'm 26 years old. Uh, I was born in Canada and always lived here. I work at an insurance company doing programming. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, a lot of my students are actually in programming or engineering or anything related to computers or computer science as well. So... I'm sure there are a lot of listeners here today who can relate to you and uh, feel what you have to go through every day in your job. (laughs) And Adam, you are Canadian uh, because we live in Canada, of course. Um, So tell me, what is your favorite thing about living in Canada? Well, I grew up here, so all my friends and family are here. So that's one reason why I like to why I like to live here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think about the Canadian weather, though, eh? Well, it's quite cold normally. Um, the summer can get hot, but every other season is chilly, and especially right now, it's starting to turn into winter. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fun. Yeah, well, for Canada, or at least where we live, the spring and autumn seasons are quite short. In fact, very mm-hmm. short. But the summer and winter is actually very long. So people always think that Canada is just snow and just cold all the time. Do you agree? Yeah, when it's not summer, then yeah, it is cold and <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> I would say <laughs> maybe 50, not so much 50. snow. Yeah, no. Yeah. Especially where we live because we live in the southernmost part of Canada. So it is a bit warmer than the rest of Canada. But mm. our summers can be like 36, 38 and relatively warm for the majority of the time like even without rain for most of the season um which is very different from life in the uk where it's raining all the time so i would say perhaps uh, at least four months of the year is summer and four months of the year is winter well that's 
how seasons work. <laughs> no, that's extremely long. That's an extremely long is winter it? summer. Yeah, it is. Normally people just get... Oh, and it's three. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It is a bit longer. It's definitely a bit longer. Um, do you like to partake in any winter sports or activities? Well, sometimes I'll go tobogganing. Mm. Just find a hill around here and once it's all covered in snow, you get out your little sled or, you know, plastic mat and you just go down on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you to explain that. Tobogganing isn't really a word that we use in British English, um, but I believe it is the correct term to describe sledding. Uh, but a lot of people, they, they don't have snow in their country, so they won't even know what that is. So how would you describe it? Like, what do you do? You get a sled or you can go to the dollar store and buy like a large piece of plastic that you can sit on. Mm-hmm. You go up a hill that's covered in snow and you sit down on your sled and just slide down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When was the last time that you did that? It was probably a couple years ago. I wasn't able to go last year because there wasn't too much snow out. So. Yeah, we only had like a week maybe. Yeah, it wasn't too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, in summer the temperatures can be 36 or 38, but I didn't mention in winter it's normally... On average, about minus 15, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And in the mornings when I go to work, it's minus 20 or even colder. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, that's relatively warm in comparison to the rest of Canada, where it's often minus 40 or or colder. So, we complain, but (laughs) I don't think we have too much to complain about. Um, I don't have much experience of sledding. I think once with my friends, I did take like a for sale sign for someone's house uh, that we just found laying in the ground and we went in the park and tried sledding. Um, And it was an interesting experience. It's probably a little bit dangerous as well. I've seen kids run into fences or something even worse when people kind of trip each other up, right? Yeah, I saw one time a kid went down the hill and hit a soccer post and broke her leg. Oh, you saw that happen? Yeah, and then my mom had to drive her car up to get her because the ambulance couldn't actually drive on the snow. So we had to put the stretcher in my mom's car and drive it up to the ambulance. Oh my gosh, I'd never even heard that story before. That that sounds painful. Was it a small child? Yeah, it was a kid. I don't remember how old they were. It was many years ago. Yeah, I I bet she was in a lot of pain. That does not sound fun at all. So Adam, I think a question that I get a lot is kind of like, why am I in Canada, right? Because I'm from England and people usually assume that I came to Canada because I'm studying here or something like that. So I often, you know, I have to give them a bit of a detail in terms of how we met because that is essentially how I came to Canada. So it's an obvious question for us both, but how did we meet, Adam? Well, we we both worked at the same place in Japan. And when we were there, we lived on a mountain and we lived at you know, the resort on the mountain. So, you know, there wasn't anywhere to go. So we just, you know, got to know everyone who worked there pretty well. But mm-hmm. I guess we just liked each other more than everyone else. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, when you're living on the mountain, there isn't much to do in the way of entertainment. So we all used to just hang out in the evenings watch movies, watch TV, um, go to a pub because the resort had a pub. So often people would go there and eat and just relax and chill out after a day of hard work, right? Yeah, I miss the fish cakes from there. <laughs> you miss the fish cakes. Um, 
I don't think we've had fish cake since. No, we have. Yeah, I'm definitely not a fan, but they weren't bad. I, I will tell you that. I like just the fish and chips in that pub. It was pretty good. Hmm. So we actually started dating while we were in Japan. And we were dating for quite a few months while we were there. Uh, but of course, unfortunately, our time had to come to an end and our experience ended. So we both had to go back to our home countries. We were basically doing long distance for around six, six months. months. Yeah. yeah, it was around six months. So to be honest, it wasn't that bad in comparison to what I hear other people go through. But what was your experience of doing long distance? Well, it kind of sucked because, you know, I, you know, I work all day and then... By the time I get home, I got home, you were, well, it was almost bedtime for you, so mm. we didn't have too much time to talk. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we we talk on Skype for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think quite quickly it became quite tiresome. I think doing long distance is quite impressive, but it's very difficult, and I have respect for people who do that. Um, would you have any advice for someone doing a long distance relationship right now? Well, hopefully it's not too long of a distance that the time zones aren't too different. Mm-hmm. Because for well, for us it wasn't I guess that much different. It was like five hours, but even that was enough to make it quite difficult just to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do long distance, try and make it you know maybe only a couple hours away from each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think people really have a choice in the matter when it comes to long distance. My advice is. Personally, I know it sounds bad, but I don't think long distance can work unless you both have an idea of when it will end. So if you both know roughly, it doesn't have to be an exact date when you guys will be together finally. But if you know roughly like, okay, in one year or once I finish this temporary job or once I get this visa that we're applying for, If you have a rough estimate of when that time will come to an end, then I think that's the best thing that you can do in in that situation. Because if you are doing long distance and you have no idea when the time will come that you will both be together finally, I think that can just be excruciating, truly. So just working on that final date and having an idea that you will be able to get together eventually, but try and solidify that rather than just kind of casually playing along with it is definitely my best piece of advice for long distance relationships otherwise it can just eat you up and it's really not sustainable in the long term to just keep dating someone but not knowing when you'll ever be together again so we've been dating for around two and a half years now three years yeah about almost three years now oh yeah i guess almost three years Mm mm-hmm and we've been engaged for a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay, that's what I was confusing. Yeah, so like you said, we spent some time in Japan. We've been living together in Canada. We even recently went to England together and Adam got to experience England for the first time. So can you think of a favorite memory that we have shared together? Well, I think my favorite memory of us would be when we went to Nasu in Japan. Uh, we stayed at a little, little resort, a little bit out of the town, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't really near anything, so it's not like we could, you know, walk anywhere. So we just stayed at the resort, and you know, went to a, the hot springs they had at the resort, and mm-hmm. had some cheesecake and a 
in the room after, and it was a real nice day. I remember that. Mm. Yeah, Japanese cheesecake is quite different from what we're used to, mm. right? Yeah, it's not as creamy. It's like a really light, very fluffy cake,、mm-hmm. I guess. It's not. It's not like cream cheese. But it, it it is very cheesy though.、Mm, yeah, it has cream、mm-hmm. cheese, but it's not like、Thick. like whipped cream. It's not like just、mm. whipped cream cheese, like a cheese, not like a normal cheesecake.、Mm-hmm. And you've even made it yourself a few times, right? Yeah, yeah, I've made it a few times. Yeah, Adam doesn't like to talk very highly about himself, but he is a very good cook, and it turns out he's not so bad at baking either. So from the fiance's point of view over here. It's a very good situation to be in. Find yourself a man who can cook. That's my advice. <laughs> It is really difficult when you've been together for so long to just think of like one favorite memory. Yeah, especially when you've been living like together for、yeah. a very long time. You've been spent so many days together.、It's- yeah, yeah, and I feel like we've been through so many things together in just、mm-hmm. those few years. Like I feel like we've had a lifetime and shared a lifetime of experiences. That you know, other people won't get the opportunity to be able to do. So, like, I'm very grateful for that, but it does make it difficult to pinpoint one specific event. I guess that happened. I would say this year we went on a trip and we stayed at a treehouse.、Um, I mentioned it on my blog, but I I really really enjoyed that trip. We stayed at an Airbnb in a treehouse. Um, and again, there wasn't so much to do in the surrounding area, but it was just like a real outdoors experience. You're next to the river, and it's kind of very similar to camping in that aspect. That it's not particularly luxurious in any way, but it it was very comfortable at the same time. I would say. Yeah, I like that trip because you just you know sit around, relax. You don't、mm-hmm. have to worry about anything, and it、mm-hmm. was nice.、Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like two different types of holidays. You know, sometimes. You go on holiday and it doesn't really matter where you stay because you're more focused on what you're going to be doing there. And then sometimes it's just nice to find like maybe somewhere unique to stay and just appreciate that time that you get to just relax without having to worry about rushing around and doing a bunch of different things, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that time in Nassau, it was also an onsen, so they did have like baths, traditional Japanese baths where you could. You know, just go and relax a little bit. To be honest, I really hated those ones though, because they smelled really bad and yeah, it was kind were, of spooky. Yeah, it was like a real strong smell, but、yeah. it was nice because no one else was in there, so you could just kind of relax by yourself. Yeah, I suppose it was relaxing for you.、Um, and then for our food, we got like a Seven Eleven, you know, microwave meal.、Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had some pasta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not very Japanese, and the hotel itself, I think, was. Pretty much deserted. I don't think there were many, if any, other guests at this hotel. <laughs> there was maybe a couple. There was no one. <laughs> But all in all, despite that, I can see why you remember that experience.、Um, it doesn't sound like the most authentic Japanese experience. <laughs> But it was just nice to be able to relax. And just quickly, I mentioned that we went to London、uh, a couple months ago, and it was the first time. For you to visit England, to visit London specifically, and well, we did go to a few different places.、Um, did you enjoy it? What was your favorite part of that trip? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that trip. I think my favorite part would have been just meeting your family and spending the couple days with them. Oh, that's yeah, so was, sweet. Was, well, they were nice people, and it was you know fun to talk to, 
fun to talk to them for a bit and mm-hmm. just relax and you know definitely yeah it was so short but it was very sweet um unfortunately we only ended up spending a couple of days with my family and more just kind of doing touristy stuff because uh we went with you and your mum right so i was trying to show you all the places to visit um but i know that one of your favorite things about the trip was the food oh yeah the food was pretty good i got to try some fish and chips over there and you know sausage and mash which is i think my favorite meal to eat <laughs> um yeah there was a lot of real good food over there actually so all in all was it what you expected england to be like a bit busier than i thought it would be but mm. other than that yeah it was i think it was pretty nice yeah i remember i was trying to warn you about how busy london is and i i really stressed that a lot do you think i went over the top or do you think it was pretty accurate it was it was pretty accurate especially when you get like in the middle of london there mm-hmm. it's there's way too many people around all the time mm-hmm. yeah so i mean i have quite a few students who are really interested in moving to england or to london um and obviously going there as well to be able to practice their english so adam my question for you is do you have any experience with learning languages um not really i remember i tried learning italian for a little bit but i never really got anywhere with it mm. but, and why did you try italian oh well, cuz you know my family's italian and you know my nonna which is my grandma my italian grandma she speaks italian a lot so mm-hmm. i remember trying to learn and then yeah yeah, you've kind of grown up with a little bit of Italian culture in your household, right? It's kind of what you're used to. Yeah. Yeah, so you know some simple words, but not enough to hold a conversation. Yeah, no, no. If my nona asked me to get something from the fridge, I know what she's talking about, but other than that. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. And um, everyone always asks me as well, like, don't you have to know French to live in Canada? Well, you don't have to know French. It is our second language here and they teach it in school up to grade 9. But grade 9, how old is that? Maybe around 13 or 14 years old. Mm. Um so but after that you can choose to take more French, but most people choose not to because well, they never really liked it or they got bored of it and mm. then you just forget it after that. So Mhm. So essentially it's not essential to learn French. No, you don't it's not essential to know how to speak French, but mm-hmm. if you go to school here, yeah, they'll they'll teach you it. Yeah. So if you're living in Quebec, for example, uh the cities of Montreal, for example. Okay, over there you have to speak French cuz yeah. that's what they speak, but everywhere else in Canada it's not really a necessity. For the majority of places and we live in Ontario, which was originally colonized by british people. So, yeah, it's not so common that you will hear people speak in french here. I've I don't think I've heard someone speak french once to be honest. Um but you might find like the signs have to have some french on it or packaging of things that you buy have french on it because it is the official second language. Mhm. Yeah, I see it like on the roads. Yeah, you'll see an english sign and then right after it you'll see the same exact sign but in french. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Well, Adam, I would like for our listeners to get to know a bit more about you and who you are. Um so maybe you can first of all share any hobbies that you have. 
Um, well, I don't have too many hobbies. Um, I've been trying to learn piano for a few years now, and so I do that a bit. Um, I like to read books, and you know, I play video games and board games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also uh, tried cross-stitching. You do a little bit of cross-stitching. Oh, yeah, I, I do that on and off occasionally. Um, I haven't been done it in a little while now, but I've been meaning to get back to it. Mm-hmm. And you used to really like anime too and collect figures, right? Yes, I used to watch a lot of anime. and I stopped that a few years ago because I found I didn't have the time to watch whole seasons of, sh- of the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of my students who take Skype lessons with me, they can see my background right now has some um, anime figures in it. So they ask me, hey, do you watch anime? And I was like, no, 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 no. This room behind me is mostly <laughs> my fiance is the piano and the anime figures. Yeah, that's his passions right there. Okay, so you said that you like playing games. What type of games do you like to play? Um, well, I play a bunch of different games, but I prefer playing RPGs mostly role-playing games because you can build the character the way you want to and you know get your little abilities for however you want to play the game mm-hmm. what does rpg stand for what's the role-playing game oh role-playing game okay cool how often do you play those type of games um i try to play a little bit you know every week you know maybe an hour or two here and there whenever i can mm. Unfortunately, our rabbits ate his mouse cable recently. Um, It's one of those expensive gaming mouses, and our rabbits are renowned for eating cables, so it was quite unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah, it's sad. You have a bit of a break on gaming there. Do you think you're skilled at playing RPGs? Uh, Not really. I mean, I I play them for fun, so I don't really get too involved in them like some Mm -hmm. people do. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you prefer playing like single player games or multiplayer mode or online games? I prefer playing single player games so I can not worry about what other people are doing. I can just, you know, relax and do my own thing. Mm. You know, enjoy the game the way I want to enjoy it. Mm-mm. Are the games you play quite violent? Uh, some of them are a little violent, but I mean, nothing too bad. Mm-mm. And did you play them even when you were a kid? Um, well, I've been playing games since you know, I was a very small child. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother pulled some money together for, and bought an N64 or a Nintendo 64 when we were quite young. So I've been you know, playing them for forever. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about young children then playing these type of fighting games and violent games? Parents are often discouraging their children from doing this. Well... Children technically can't buy those games. It's the parents that can buy them because they're usually rated M for mature or, you know, you have to be 18 or older to buy them. Yeah. So it's not the children that are buying them. It's the parents that are buying them and not realizing what they're actually getting their kids. Mm. So that's why if you're going to buy a game for your child, always look at the rating. And, you know, if it's for an older, you know, an adult or something, then, well, don't get it for your child, even if they're begging for it or they want to play the shooting game. Well, you know, it's not really made for them. That's true, that's true. I guess always, like, maybe a friend or another family member could get hold of the game for them. 
But a lot of the times, yeah, th- there has to be an adult in the mix somewhere yeah. who's responsible for that. That's a good argument. So I don't really like playing computer games. I definitely played PlayStation a little bit as a kid, but nothing too much. Um, but as an adult now, the thing that I love the most is to play board games, especially since coming to Canada, because you you and your friends play board games, so you kind of got me into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have... Well, we have a nice little collection over there of board games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, me and my friends started playing, I think... Uh, was it like maybe just a little bit before I went to Japan we started playing board games a bit more and then mm-hmm. we went to the board game club nearby for a while but that stopped so we haven't done it too much since but yeah. I still love playing board games yeah. they're fun it's something to do with other people instead of sitting around just talking because you can talk while playing a board game and enjoying something yeah yeah it's quite competitive uh, would you describe yourself as a competitive person Yes, I'm quite competitive. Um, I like to win when I play the when I play games. So if I don't win, I get a little upset. Yeah, unfortunately, Adam doesn't always win. In fact, I'm pretty good. So <laughs> I'm quite proud to say that I win a few games. But even if I don't, I don't get as upset as Adam does. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but like you said, we do have a nice little collection. I have shared that a little bit on my Instagram before because yeah I'm quite proud of our collection and it's it's good to have a variety of games to play if you just find you don't really have anything to do and we don't have a TV we do watch some shows on our laptop on Netflix etc but uh, it's it's better to play a game to sit together to interact with each other than just to stare at a screen in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah I agree do you have a favorite board game I think one game that I like a lot right now at least is ticket to ride um, it's a game where you use you collect cards of different colored trains and you use them to build your own train on the board and get points for completing objectives and building your trains from certain places to certain other places yeah it's quite fun mm, yeah I do quite like playing that with the family I always just say my favorite is Takinoko which is a game with pandas and you have to build bamboo. You have hexagon pieces that you have to put together like yeah. tiles. Yeah, you put them together to build the board. Yeah. And then you can grow bamboo on each of the different colored pieces and you eat it with the panda and grow mm-hmm. it with the gardener. And, mm-hmm. yeah. It's definitely, it's very colorful. I think that's one of the reasons that I like it. Um, I feel like sometimes when I say that I like to play board games to my students, they automatically assume like, oh, aren't board games like kind of childish or they just think of Monopoly or something. And I think there's this kind of perception as well that like adults shouldn't play games. Like, do you think that games are just for kids? Uh, Well, definitely not because I play a lot of games. Um, A lot of the board games that we play are a bit more complicated. So children you could play it with a child but they it's hard for them to figure out and understand the game because it's you know it's the, all the rules are a lot harder and there's a lot more pieces and a lot more things you have to remember and do mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot of strategy involved mm-hmm. right yeah you have to really plan out things for some games and you know think real hard and yeah children can't really comprehend yeah because you're thinking them. like a few steps ahead of your turn and I, I don't think kids can, like, think that far forward. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, you have family-friendly board games, but you also have the ones that are more focused towards adults. Yeah, so then you can play out, you know, more with your friends and enjoy it a bit more than just playing a simple, you know, Monopoly or something. So, yeah, we have, like, a, a good board game cafe as well where we live, and they separate, like, the board games by category and theme, so you can see that, like, okay, these ones are the family-friendly games for kids, but here's a bunch of, like, strategy games, party games, two-player games... There's so many different categories and themes that you could play, so it's great to kind of have that selection. And also, board games are released quite regularly. There's always really cool people who are coming up with these ideas and uh, releasing games, even on the website called Kickstarter, where they try to receive funding so that they can create these these cool games, to be honest, because it, I think it takes a lot of creativity and hard work to be able to come up with these ideas for new games all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of interesting games on kickstarter so that's that's definitely a good place to go if you want to see all the new games that are coming out mm-hmm. you can get them for a bit cheaper and you know all these little extra bonus things with them too on there so that's nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because any kind of gaming can be kind of expensive yes yeah you know, video games or even you know collecting a bunch of board games it's it takes a lot of money yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are there any like new games that have come out recently that you would like to try? Well, there's a few like Nintendo games I saw that had come out that looked interesting, but you know, like they made a a remake of an old Game Boy game, the Zelda Link's Awakening. That was a fun game as a child and they remade it for the N- Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So that looked kind of cool. Mhm. Yeah, you have a Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a I have a Switch. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't really keep up to date with what's coming out, so if we go to the board game shop, we just have a look around and see what attracts my eye, I suppose. And more recently, perhaps like a few months ago, you started playing an old traditional Chinese game, correct? Oh, yeah, it was... Oh, I don't remember when I started that now. It was a few months now, but yeah, I've been playing Go or Baduck, however you you say it in your country because it has different names in different countries um, but yeah it's just a game where one person is the black stones and the other person is the white stones and you play on a board and try and collect territory with it which is your points mm-hmm. it's a very strategic game it takes a lot a lot of thinking and planning mm-hmm. it looks very difficult mm-hmm. yeah like the rules are very simple but actually getting good at the game is takes a long time yeah i haven't tried it myself because i'm not good at those type of games or i don't really have the attention span to play something like chess i suppose it doesn't really keep my attention but um especially with go it looks really advanced and it's such an ancient traditional game um so a lot of people have heard about this one as well before but yeah unfortunately i don't know how to play so it's pretty cool i think that you played that my last question is that there are people out there, you know, who mostly like to play games for fun. I think that's the normal. So people just play games for fun, a mm-hmm. way to relax, things like that. But there are people out there who use gaming as a profession. They do it full time as their job. What do you think about those people? Well, those are a different breed of person, I <laughs> guess, because it takes a lot of work to be as good at the game as they are. So like competitive gaming is is a whole other thing because yeah that all they do is play that one game for you know 12 hours a day and that's their life 
Mm. And then, you know, they go to their competitions to try and win money and mm. all that. And yeah, it would be nice to be able to do that, but it's it's way too difficult to get into. It's definitely quite intense. And, you know, when people think about gaming, they always think that people are just wasting their free time by playing games. And, you know, a lot of people very have a very negative attitude towards it. So then when you see these gamers who are actually making maybe a lot of money from it or like, actually, this is their career, um, you know, people might see it a bit differently because they don't want to take gamers seriously. But, you know, when you see someone making a ton of money from it or even we have like a lot of gamers now on YouTube, that's the, the most popular thing. Right. Or streaming on Twitch mm, yeah, and they're making. Twitch. Yeah, they're making so much money. I mean, PewDiePie is the biggest YouTuber out there and. He just plays games, plays games, plays games. And, you know, he's a multi-millionaire at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a billionaire. No, nah, he, yeah, <laughs> he has many millions. But, yeah, he plays games more just for fun and yeah. just enjoy himself. But he's making money. He's oh. making money. So mm -hmm. it's, it's his profession at the same time. Okay, Adam. Well, thank you so much for talking a bit about gaming here today. That's something that I like to do when I'm interviewing uh, my guests in the future is just kind of see if they can share... Uh, an experience that they have a bit of knowledge on or something that they uh, maybe want to teach us as listeners. So it's really interesting to hear a little bit about your experience with gaming. Um, do you have any final words for the listeners of Tea and Chat today? Well, I know learning a language can be quite difficult because, well, I tried for a while, but, you know, I know if you can, you stick with it and you practice and, you know, put in your the time and effort, you'll you'll get somewhere with it. Mm -hmm. so. That's good advice, good advice. Well, I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast today, Adam. Thank you so much again for being the first very special guest to come on to Tea and Chat. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Okay, well, Adam, I'll leave you now. Um, that was it for our first special guest. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you have any further questions, just message me on Instagram. And as always, uh, both me and Adam actually work together a little bit to try and get the transcripts out. So hopefully there will be a transcript for this soon and you can find that on my website. If not, you know you can tune into Team Chat in a variety of different places. And I'll see you next week for our next episode of Team Chat where I will be discussing some lifestyle topics from a news article. And you can expect our next interview to be the final week of November with my first student guest here on the podcast. So until next week, I hope you guys have a lovely weekend and a lovely week. And make sure to keep practicing English. And goodbye.